Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, y'all? This is Tim Einenkel with The Library. Make sure to follow me on Twitter. That's at The Library with Tim. That's at The Library with Tim. Also, check me out on rapstation.com for my full interviews and also updates from all the Annie Don't Stop crew. Give it up for Naughty by Nature! <laughs> on February 24th, in front of a packed Gramercy Theater in New York City, Naughty by Nature celebrated the 20th anniversary of the hit single Hip Hop Hooray. That's right, it's been 20 years since Hip Hop Hooray dropped. Naughty by Nature is currently on tour, celebrating 20 years of Hip Hop Hooray. Well, I had a chance to catch up with Tretch to talk about 20 years of Hip Hop Hooray and his career. This interview will air in three parts. Man, the Hip Hop Hooray tour is celebrating 20 years of the landmark single Hip Hop Hooray. Can you believe it's been 20 years since you wrote that? What has been the reaction so far? I mean, it's been amazing. Each part we hit, it's like we've seen fans that never seen a Naughty by Nature show before, so... I mean, it's like a, a honor for us to be able to get up there, hit them, and leave them with something that, you know, a lot of them, we speak to them, and they like, we never had opportunity to, but we glad y'all still out there because they don't make this type of music anymore. I want to go into uh, the writing process of this track. Um, did you and Vinny, did you guys write together on it? Because you, you know, there's parts where you guys go back and forth, or did you just go to your separate places, your corners, and do your own thing? Yeah, yeah. I mean... Basically, I just laid the blueprint out, and he had none. He only thing he had to do was go up in there and drop the lyrics. So, yeah, I, I, you know, I was back then just really into just making the tightest songs possible. So, a lot of people, he was there, so it was like, why won't you just rhyme on these tracks as well? Let it give it a different element of performance when we on stage. So. Uh, during those times, I was just writing writing his lyrics into it, so it would just make the the whole vibe of the show that much more hyper. And plus, take a load off of me. It's a lot of lyrics to be <laughs> doing within those those hours on stage, so it was kind of me putting a break on me somewhat. Right. Actually, I want to go into that. Your, the first album you guys did was obviously very heavy. You, and then the second, mm-hmm. you know, the second album, nineteen ninety three. Uh, incorporate a lot of Vinny. Was that was that the plan from the get go uh, to kind of slowly bring uh, Vinny on, you know, onto the mic? Well, it wasn't actually the plan. What happened was the people started asking, like, when are we gonna start hearing you on some more records? You know, like after Uptown Anthem came out, they mm-hmm. heard him on that as well. So with the first album, he basically wasn't on there at all. So with the fans, you know, we love giving them what they want. So that's when I went in the lab and like, you know what, we're going to start writing you in from more of a lyrical standpoint in the group because that's what the fans are asking for. 
So how, how did when when you guys were started doing that? How, how did your your own writing process change uh, when I guess from the first album well, to the second album? I mean, with, with me, I'm I'm just a beast on it. It's like yeah. even if you never heard Naughty by Nature with an album out at the, at the time, if we were touring in a year, missed a year, or whatever else, I always stayed in the studio writing, whether it was just unreleased stuff or with different groups or cliques or like the whole local hip-hop scene in Jersey. So I never I never stopped writing. I've been writing forever. And I, that's like, it's like a hobby to me. To get in there and get in the studio. I love being in the studio. Whether it's like a project that's slated to come out or not, I just love being in there and creating. I love that. One thing, I think one thing a lot of people appreciate about, uh, especially the second album, uh, you guys... I think you did this purposely. You guys never glorified sh- sh- the street. You just kind of spoke to what the street was about. Mm-hmm. Um, was w- w- what? Why weren't you? I guess why weren't you tempted to? I guess do the glorification part of it. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. I, it, none of it, none of it. The way we did it, like I said, was even planned. We knew nothing about making hit albums or anything. We just had our own type of swag, our own type of. Doing things, I always was more of a writer where I didn't want you to get it on the first go. No. I wanted you to figure it out. You know what I mean? I didn't want everybody to be able to just say my lyrics. I look at it like a singer. You know what I mean? You can sing along with Mariah Carey, but you know you can't hit those notes. True. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I always wanted to have it like, okay, I want you to be able to be with me and rock with me, but you're not going to listen to me and be like, you know what? I could do it better than him. You gonna you gonna respect my chops? What what keeps you? I guess what keeps you going after twenty two years? I mean, this is it, it gets to a point where it's all you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we've been doing this. Our first record came out. We was in. We was just turning twenty. Wow. So it was like this is what we've been doing since high school, junior high. Um, first round of my role, I was twelve years old. So after the Sugar Hill Gang and Cold Crush Crash Crew, all that era. It was like, this is a part of the game I need to be in. Mm. I love this music, this culture a little bit too much. I can't just, there's not enough records for me to go out and buy. I got all the records I could get, all the all the underground tapes. It's like, I need to make my own stuff now. I actually, I, I read in a, an, a, an old interview that you, after the first album dropped, you you didn't, I mean, they asked, Would you, do you think you'd be doing this 22 years later? And you said, uh, you know, after the first album, I didn't think so. So I was wondering why why was that the case, but also what would you think you'd be doing if 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 for some reason this didn't work out? What what, what would have been your second career choice? Wow, um, it was it really wasn't a good look for me because after junior high, after high school, and everything else, like well, really during high school, the streets really had took me over. So it was like my sports aspirations and all of that was down the two because I like high school and everything else. I wasn't even I was I was real good in baseball and football, but I never pursued it in high school because I was in the streets. So if this hip hop thing ain't go along, I would have been I would have been in trouble. Oh, yeah. I'd have been in I would have been in trouble. If I had to do something along this along this line. Had to. So was, or I mean, okay. it would have just been a, it would have been a regular nine to five. So I mean, so so writing for you is a I guess kind of a therapeutic thing or whatnot. Yeah, yeah, it's everything. It's, it's therapeutic. It's um, inspirational. 
Um, it, it keeps me going. It keeps the mind sharp. It keeps me always, like, reaching out there to, to, to figure out what's going to be that next niche and that next, well, what, what the game going to be like 10 years from now. Mm. Is my music still going to be relevant 10 years from now that I'm writing now? So I never wanted to be to the point where it's dated. You know, when you hear it, it's just good music. It's not like, you know what? That sounds like it was made in the 80s or the 90s or 2000, the first decade of 2000. It's just good music. So that's what I, I, I pride off. That's part one of my interview with Tretch. We'll continue this interview next week. This is The Library with Tim. Make sure to follow me on Twitter. That's at The Library with Tim. And keep checking www.rapstation.com. For updates from all the end, you don't stop through. Peace.
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.